0: Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All.
1: there. Welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I am Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We're a Pinterest management company and we help people with their Pinterest marketing by taking it off their plate and not just organic management only. We now have multiple departments here with 38 team members. cannot even believe it. And one of our fastest growing departments lately is images. And we're going to be talking about that in our topic today. What defines a fresh image and how do you create a fresh image marketing strategy for Pinterest? I have my sweet friend, Elisa Meredith of Tailwind. You might have seen her in the Tailwind Live that they did with Pinterest back at the beginning of February. Since then, there's been all the buzz on how to create the best fresh images for Pinterest, when to pin it, how often to pin it, all the questions. Erin, I'll talk about her in the middle of the podcast. She sent in some great, honest questions about how to navigate this new world of fresh pin images. So I want to let you know, before we dive into the episode, we have that as a service. So if you need somebody to help you create fresh pin images, or you need our templates, our templates are amazing. Tina, our creative director has put so much thought into these and how to create the best pin images for you. So we have those that you can get plus video pin creation. We have been working on this the last couple of months and launched this as a service. So if you need somebody to help you create video pins, we are here for you. So again, we have all of those things on the website, all of our image services at simplepinmedia.com and then just click work with us or we will have all of it in the show notes at simplepinmedia.com slash 190. So I brought on Alisa Meredith today. She's a good friend and somebody I've known in the industry for quite a while. She works at Tailwind, and they did this live with Pinterest back at the beginning of February talking about fresh images and fresh pins, I should clarify, talking about fresh pins. And that created some more questions as any good transition does. So I've brought on Alisa today to answer some of our reader questions about how to create a fresh pin strategy in 2020 for Pinterest. So with that, let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, Alisa. Welcome back to the Simple Pin Podcast. Kate, it's been a while. How are you? I know. Oh, I'm good. And those of you who are just jumping into our conversation should know we've been talking for a good (laughs) 20 minutes. And we both just commented that we need more time. Yeah. Um, Okay. Before I go in, there's new listeners to the Simple Pin Podcast that maybe have not listened to a past episode that you and I have done. So can you tell the new listeners who you are and what you do?
0: Sure. I am Alisa Meredith, and I am the Pinterest product specialist at Tailwind. So you can probably imagine then what I spend a lot of my time doing.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> diving
0: deep into Pinterest. diving deep and also just talking to our members and others on uh, on Facebook lives and other places, just finding out what what people are thinking about, what's working. Um, yeah, and trying to help people to understand the big Pinterest transition.
1: Mm, Yes. And that is defined by um, what this recent, when would you say you guys went live with Pinterest? Was it in?
0: It was early February. It feels like a year ago.
1: (laughs) It does feel (laughs) like a year ago. Man, how the world has shifted. Yeah. Um, So in that beginning February, you guys did a live with Pinterest. Mm -hmm. That said what? That said that
0: sharing your content, the fresh content is what's going to get you your best distribution. So you can still share pins more than once, you can still share pins to um, several relevant boards, you can still share them to the same board in reasonable intervals. However, you're going to start to see that first instance of your pin actually having the most impact, which you know what, not a huge surprise for all of us.
1: Mm, yes not a huge surprise Mm. okay so although there is one thing that seems to have thrown people for a little bit of a loop and that is the fresh image thing okay tell when you say pinterest wants us to pin fresh content how does Tailwind and pinterest how does pinterest define that let's say that yeah,
0: so let's take kind of a bigger picture view of that. So we could be technical, but let's not. Um, instead, let's think about why this came about. The The reason it came about is because Pinterest obviously is watching user behavior, as you can tell, because what you see is influenced by what you do on Pinterest. Um, so what they noticed um, pretty strikingly is that users were interacting with pins that were being shared for the first time at a much higher rate. Than they were with older content or content that had been reshared. Um, so, in an effort to make it a more vibrant, exciting platform that keeps keep, keeps people coming back for more, and you know, ultimately that's great for all of us. They um, are changing the algorithm so that it's not just looking for relevance of content; it's also looking for that recency or that um, that first time that pin goes out.
1: And let's, those of you who are listening and you only heard the word algorithm change, let's just sit there for a minute because of what I want to remind you instead of freaking out is that algorithm changes are there to serve the user. And Pinterest's number one goal is to serve their pinner for a great user experience. And so all that Alisa just described, that allows the user to engage with new content, potentially your content, that they've never seen before, which at least I don't know about you, but I have heard all over the years that people are really frustrated by their new content not taking off, that it feels like it doesn't get any traction. Have you heard the same thing?
0: Absolutely, and and I think on the other side of it too, as users, people have said, oh, I go there and I see the same 10 pins at the top of my feed every time,
1: it's boring. Right. So in order to make that experience not boring, Pinterest has made this shift, which as a marketer, that puts us and I also want to frame it a little bit this way too, especially if you're new to new to online business or new to using Pinterest for advertising or any social media. That's what it is, is social media out there and I wouldn't even call Pinterest social media. We'll call it search and discovery. This is your advertising and Pinterest is less concerned about you and it's more concerned about serving their end user for a good user experience. And so I just wanted to put a pin in that really quick to say before (laughs) you all freak out about algorithm changes, uh, you know. All all the things.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we did that Facebook Live. And I feel like ever since then, I've been going on other podcasts and things and having to kind of clarify. And I think the reason is not necessarily that we weren't clear the first time. It's that that there was a very emotional response to this announcement. Um, I think that people heard. You must never share the same image more than once ever and shut off. Like that's what they thought they heard. That's not what we said. Um, but I can understand the reaction because what you're essentially what you're hearing is, oh, my word, I have to create a ton of new content to get anywhere. And all, all that lovely kind of um, everlasting Pinterest effect is gone. Uh, that's not true. Um, yes, yes. We will have to be creating more than curating um, to get the best benefit, the most distribution for our content. But that does not mean that we can never reshare the same image again, or that it will never, it won't have any impact.
1: And also, I, I, you and I had talked about this. Um, I don't know if it was before this at all happened, but everybody goes through that transition management curve. I'm a total geek, and I've completely geeked out on this this last year as my team has gone through major transition, going from contractors to employees. And there's the transition management. I like to call it instead of a curve, a ditch. Right? Like everybody hears information, they go straight into the ditch. They spin, they freak out, and then eventually they climb back off the other side. They get buy in. They look for instruction and now we have the new normal. And I think that's what you spent those first couple weeks dealing with was that spinning and going, okay, what do I do now? And I, yeah, exactly. And I think what you guys have been really gracious to do is provide clarification and do things like this, where we get to say, okay, there's a change, but it doesn't have to be labor intensive take up all of your time it can still be productive and you can still create it or really you can still create a really effective pinterest strategy and i also want to let people know that elisa wrote. i'm assuming you wrote it did you write it that okay that's what i thought um She wrote a great post about how to use Pinterest or how to use Tailwind for Pinterest marketing in 2020 and really laying all of this out. So we're going to link to it, the show notes. Go visit that and read through that. And we're even going to talk about some clarifying questions that people had from that article. We're going to go deep into it. But really, this whole thing is to talk about um, fresh content. What really does that mean? How can you wrap your brain around it?
0: Yeah. And I just want to point out one more little thing, um, that Pinterest did not have to tell us this, right? So they could have let us go on (laughs) curating content and focusing a lot on purely repetition of content. um, and have us wondering what, what's going on? Like, what can I do? But no, instead they have reached out to creators and said, okay, here's what we've done. Here's what's going to continue to increase in impact. And here is how you can succeed. So it feels like they have really handed us um, a, a win here. If we want to take it, we don't have to change anything. You don't have to, if you don't want to, but But here's an opportunity. Take it if you want to. I want to.
1: (laughs) And really, I mean, you bring up a great point because I think actually, okay, so Pinterest gave us this and we can adjust and do all of that. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you run a business that serves a particular type of person. Some of you will call them avatars, or some of you will call, you know, whoever it is, your ideal customer avatar or whatever. That is who you ultimately serve. And so it's important for you to know that you have to listen to them. You have to give them what they want. And thinking, okay, if you're pinning 50 pins a day of like, you know, 17 of the same ones over and over, does your person want that? Is it serving them? So once you get back to reframing how you're serving them and even thinking how do they use pinterest what are their you know the demographic all of that it just puts a different spin on it instead of like pinterest gave these rules now we have to figure out what to do this is going to take me hours it's going to be horrible well that's not serving you or the person that you're actually getting to try to buy your product your con- consume your content or whatever you have to focus on your person and every environment on every social media or search and discovery platform it changes so either you basically i'm going to give you some tough love get with the program or you're going to you're going to drive yourself into the ground and that's not what your people need from you so all righty, With that, um, okay. We're going to clarify some questions and I got, um, questions via email about Fresh Pins. And that's why I reached out to Elisa to record this with me. So we could actually answer the questions that we were getting from people and then clarifying. So some of these, you know, I just want to say too, like sometimes there's times where we, you know, might not have all the answers. So just need to state that up front that we might not know. Um, Okay, so here's the first question out of the gate, and I don't have a name for this person. I do have a name for some of the others, but one of the question is: My understanding of a fresh pin would be that you can't just change the font, color, styles of the pin, but the image actually has to be different. Elisa, is that true or false?
0: I think we need to talk about what an image is on Pinterest.
1: Okay, um, let's do it.
0: Yeah. So, an image is the Image of the pin. So it's not the background image on a pin design, right? It's the whole thing. So it's the combination of the background image, um, any filters, elements, text on image, logo on image, anything that you put on there. That whole thing is the image. So I think, but I think what they're asking is, can you take the same background image and just change around like the text on the image, the the font of that, the placement of it, um, and have it be a fresh pin? And yeah, you can. So you can take one background image and give it many different treatments. Um, but the key is, it's not just like technically, what does Pinterest see as a fresh pin? It is what will a user see as a fresh pin? Because that's that's what Pinterest told us, right? Like we are seeing that people are engaging with fresh pins and it's not just that it's technically a fresh pin. It looks like a fresh pin. It looks like a whole new inspiring take on another piece of on an old piece of content, maybe. So you can do clever things like flipping an image or zooming in on a different area of an image or like taking a new background image. Um, But yeah, those things like the the text treatments, borders, all that, that can make a fresh pin, but just like, just be honest with yourself. Does it actually look different?
1: It's kind of that statement, letter of the law versus spirit of the law. Like there's, I know there's some of you, I know you out there, you're listening and you're responding going, but I need a plan. I need a system. I understand. And I think, Alisa, you just gave the system is that if you look at the image and it looks very, very close to the previous one, and it doesn't have to be completely different, but think about it through again your avatar's eyes. like What are they going to see? Are they going to see something completely different? Or are they going to see, well, oh, okay, I clicked on that last week. It looks very similar. So I'm moving yeah, on. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and another thing you can do is think about, okay, you have a blog post or a product listing. You probably have more than one focus throughout the, the topic, right? So you might have a main topic and that might be what most of your pin images have for the text on image, but maybe you have different headings, which might appeal to a, a different kind of a reader. So could you take the heading, like a subheading and turn that into the text on image? And then you have to really think about, okay, does that background image still fit with this text on image? Pro- um, you know, it probably doesn't, or it probably needs a different focus. Um, so that's going to kind of guide you as far as like, how much do I have to change this image? But I love that idea, um, of just taking headings in your text and using that as text on your, on your pin image.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. And for those of you who do use whatever program you use, we use Canva. We love that. And I know there's some other ones out there. There's a lot of ways that you can play around in that and move things and shift things. And it doesn't have to be super labor intensive. And remember, you can always hire someone to do this. I wonder who can do that. (laughs) Yeah. And there's, you know, there's lots of people I've heard of. I mean, there's several resources out there who can do it. So if you are feeling like this is taking, Your time away from serving your person. And remember, that's what I really want you guys to think about. Like, yes, fresh pins, how do fresh pins serve my person? If you're going to spend six and a half hours creating 20 different fresh images, Think about how you could better use your time maybe in that moment. Like maybe the six and a half hours isn't worth it. a lot of time. <laughs> it is. I mean, man, if I had six and a half hours in a row, I could like pound out a whole email funnel and like seven blog posts, right? you know, because my thing oh, wow. is I need space. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> well, I couldn't do seven. But like... My space is writing. And for those of you who have any blog portion, or even if you're right, if you're coming up with a product, I mean, if you have a physical product, think about the time you could get into your shop and you could do all these things and you can create them. I'm just adding that spin to it. Like, Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Like, And I see a lot of people doing that right now. I know, Elisa, you've been doing a lot of lives and you've been doing a lot of podcasts. And it. the questions that we see over and over, it's like, Letter of the law, spirit of the law. Like
0: don't, (laughs) (laughs) don't try to cheat. Cause even if you somehow like cheated the Pinterest algorithm, let's say, um, and they said, oh, this is fresh content. Let's get it distribution. If it's then not getting engagement, the distribution ends right there. And that's not what you want.
1: Right. Exactly. Okay. So this, the questions that, that, that came in through my email that kind of started this whole discussion is from Erin and she is at Little Yellow House Adventures and she asked some really good, I feel like they're such good, honest questions and I appreciate her asking them. Some people are worried because they're like, I don't want to ask a dumb question. I don't think Erin's no, no, questions would, are dumb by I any means. Ask questions because you right.
0: find out that half the people out there are wondering the same thing. They just don't yeah. want to ask
1: Exactly. And I felt like her questions were so honest and good that that's why I wanted to bring Elisa on and I wanted to read them to you because it's so good. So number one, she says, do you have any resources regarding fresh pins that Pinterest is favoring now? So I'm going to say my resource is Tailwind and it's going to be the live that they did and it's going to be the blog post. Lisa, do you have any other things to add to her question of just in generally resources regarding fresh pins?
0: Yeah. So I would say that that, especially that blog post, like if you don't want to watch the whole live, um, you can just read the blog post about how to use Tailwind and Pinterest strategy in 2020. Cause that it is all about fresh pins. Um, another thing I know people like to see examples. So um, we have what we call a tailwind, um, Pinterest toolkits. And so every month we put out a new set of free templates you can use in Canva. And then this month, um, we, we got, uh, Photoshop examples or Photoshop templates as well. Um, so you can get that, I think I'm trying to remember the bit.ly. It's um, okay.
1: You can send it to me and I can put it in the okay. show notes.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like go in there and even though they're kind of divided by niche, um, see which ones might work for your for your, um, your industry and just get some ideas of some really very different, <laughs> different. Yes. Designs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really great call out too, is that a lot of people with this shift, um, even us will have a link to, um, you can do paid templates. You can do free templates. There's a lot of resources out there. And what I love about that is sometimes that jogs your creativity when you feel bogged down by the quote unquote rules. And you're like, oh, I can do that now.
0: Yeah, no exactly. it's, it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal to start from a blank page and try to figure out how to make a cool pin or make yeah. something different from what you usually do. Yeah, I understand. Right, yeah.
1: Okay, so Aaron follows up with this. I've been creating two to three pins per post and using a spreadsheet to cycle through the old pins evenly. And now I feel like I'm scrambling to create fresh pins for all of my posts. So- Are my old pins worthless? Any tips on catching my older posts up to quote unquote fresh?
0: Okay. So that was two kind of two questions. So are all, are your old pins worthless? Right. Okay. That was the first question. So no, for one thing, they are still working for you. So even though the Pinterest algorithm is shifting to put a little more emphasis on the that fresh content, you are still going to see quality relevant content appear in feeds and searches. So your your benefit from those old pins is still coming in. Now, as far as sharing them again, um, the guidance is share them a couple of times a year. So if you have a pin that you know is is great every year around a certain season, like put that in your smart loop or put that in your spreadsheet to share out at that time of year, every year. Um, Even better, make a new image for it. Um, If you have a little downtime, create seasonal versions of every one of your most popular posts. So even if you don't particularly have seasonal content, like put a seasonal spin on it. So like right now, uh, for some reason, tie dye is really in. So, so when you know that you can create, put a seasonal spin on your content by, by pulling in an element of that, knowing that that's kind of what's catching people's eye right now, even if that's not your topic, you can like work those trends in, in kind of a creative way. Um, But you can definitely reshare your content to the same boards. Just make sure it's, um, it's spread out. And when you use smart loop that is built right in so that you don't accidentally share too often.
1: Okay, perfect. We always need some catches because I know for me, I'm not thinking about it. Like I applaud you, Erin, for using a spreadsheet. And I know some people <laughs> oh, even no. use Airtable. And uh, I can't so for that. I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> I just, nope. yeah, I just no, can't. Neither. So I need y'all to know right now, um, as you're listening, wherever you're listening, you're not, you're not really going to get a spreadsheet from me. I mean, I hate spreadsheets and it's, and everybody to, yeah, it's not going to happen. So I'm sorry. I'm just going to let out that disappointment right now. (laughs) Um, okay. So, Oh, there's another part of that question. Wasn't there? Yes. Any tips on catching my older posts up to fresh? And I think you said it actually with creating a new image for some of the old ones that you have in rotation.
0: Yeah, because I mean, you might have some really great older content, but the pins might also look like they are older content. So, um, you know, there are various trends that we see in pins that are catching people's eyes. So again, look at some of the templates that are out there. Um, There are some great tips in the Pinterest Academy for creating beautiful pins. And we use all of that plus creative best practices when we put our templates together. But that's not like that's not classified information. You can go find that. Um, And and so that really helps you make a more modern looking pin, which is going to be fresh and also probably going to be a little more relevant than some of the older stuff that really looks like from the first days of Pinterest for a lot of us, myself definitely included.
1: Yeah. And what we'll do is all the links that Elisa just went through, we're going to put in the show notes and you can find them at simplepinmedia.com slash 190. And then you'll be able to see Pinterest Academy where Tailwind has their templates or we have our templates and you can go through all of that.
0: Awesome. Okay. You're getting close to 200, Kate.
1: I know. I can't even believe it. It is like bonkers, and I mean, it will. I think I'll actually hit two hundred right around the same time that I started, which was May of twenty sixteen. I can't even believe it. It's awesome. All righty. So here's the other one, and I really I liked how honest this question was, and it's the last one from Erin, and she says, "Any idea how long I have until my quote unquote fresh pins are too old?"
0: Oh man. Okay. So this one I, I, I struggle with a little bit. And the reason why is because the definition of a fresh pin is a pin image that hits Pinterest for the first time ever. So that really does not take, doesn't, doesn't factor in time at all. Right. So if I pinned a fresh pin in October of 2018, that that's still like technically a fresh pin because it's the first time it ever hit Pinterest but I understand what Aaron is saying. Like, is there a certain time where I really need to give my content new life by giving it a new, a new image. And I would say that that's going to depend on the image and the content. Right. So unfortunately there's not like a, a set answer, like after three months, you, your content needs to be refreshed. It's, it's because of the fact that it's not just recency and freshness. It's also relevancy. So if if Pinterest decides because of the engagement on a pin that this one is super duper relevant and even the more recent ones aren't as good, um, that super relevant one is going to continue to do really well.
1: Okay. So it's, yeah, no, no, it does help. And I, I think it's the, it's that idea of Getting into, let's say you don't have blog posts and you're not creating new images for that. Maybe you just have product listings. Maybe just getting into a habit of um, a new pin image creation plan to where you're constantly circulating fresh so that really the question of are they too old kind of just becomes irrelevant.
0: Yeah, and I think what you could do also is, is look at your Pinterest traffic to that product or blog post and watch yeah. when it to dip off and be like, oh, okay, I obviously need to create something fresh and new for the platform to get more traffic to that particular mm-hmm. page.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's two other ones that I um, took from our free Facebook group. So if anybody wants to join that simplepinmedia.com slash Facebook. Yeah. I think I'm actually going to look really quick right now. We're almost to 20,000 members, which is oh. crazy. I know. Alisa wow. was around when it was like 500.
0: Yeah. It it's a definitely group. Grown. I love it. It's my favorite.
1: Yeah, really good place to ask good questions mm-hmm. and not be pitched. So right, right. We're, we keep that on lockdown. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then the question becomes the time between pinning the same pin and different images. So uh,
0: the I'm same take content and different images, right? Correct. With a exactly. different image makes a different <clears throat> pin. Okay, just want to clarify that only because it, it confuses me. It gets
1: a little bonkers, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so dina from the facebook group says this if we make 20 pins for a blog post Mm -hmm. how much time should there be between pinning the same design okay and then the follow-up which this is where i feel like we need a diagram Mm. um and between pinning different designs
0: okay so let's Oh, I thought that was the first part of the question.
1: Well, it's how much time to do between the same design and then pinning between different designs. So she's got 20 pins. So if we had, I I feel like what we need to do here is like get ourselves a deck of cards. (laughs) Uh, Put it up front. And I don't know if that would actually help, but that's what I'm picturing in my head. We've got Mm. 20 20
0: cards yeah. and I, I told I told Kate I tried to make a diagram of this because I understand it's confusing and boy it was a mess and it was just just people more so um, let's kind of reverse the order of that question and talk about when you have 20 images for the same url um can you share them all the same day yes technically you can and it's not considered spammy um, however, you need to think about your audience and what does that look like to them? So if they start seeing that I'll show up in their follower tab, um, eh, for one thing, they're only going to click on one of them that one time. Right. So if you can instead spread them out a bit, you have more chances of more clicks. Um, and I know some people are like, well, but I don't want people to accidentally click on my blog post a second time and be like, "Oh, I already went here and, and bounce off and increase my bounce rate." People do not remember. Like, if if I end up on the same blog post again, I don't remember what I read. I'm going to read it again. I'm not just going to be annoyed and bounce because I've already been there. Um, and and so, what you want to think about, and here's here's how I do it, Kate. This is not official rule or anything so please 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 don't tell me don't don't tell people that tailwind said I had to do it this way this is just my way of, of getting content out there the the first pin for that that new URL that goes out the day of, of publishing uh, and then I want to go, to go to some relevant boards so a few days later I'll save it to the next relevant board a few days later after that I'll save it to the next relevant board um, that process continues till it gets through up to 10 uh, relevant boards. Then the second pin comes out. I wait a week.
1: Okay. So, okay. So it's like pin A, pin B kind of thing. Pin A, pin
0: B, two board, one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, and then they start to kind of overlap over time, but it's perfectly fine. They're going to different boards. Um, it's different image. So uh, you can absolutely pin more than one image on the same day. And that is really helpful if you are a b testing on your images. Which one are people finding more engaging? So by doing it more like closer together, you're removing some of the variables that mess up an A B test. Right? Mm, so yeah, a lot, yeah. as we know in this world, a lot can change in a week. So yeah. if you're yes, trying to
1: compare, we do know
0: <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So if you if you had shared a pin two weeks ago and then you shared Um, like the same URL different image today that is not a fair test at all so if you're trying to test for images either run a promoted pin that makes it super easy or um, kind of share them out a little more closely together but if like me what you're trying to do is get more distribution for that piece of content um, and like on a long-term rolling basis I like to spread them out but again personal preference you do what is important to you and your marketing But that's just like a suggestion if you want to try something.
1: Yeah, I do mine right around seven days apart with the interval. So if I have like a brand new podcast that comes out on Wednesday, I will... I first do schedule it um, manually to Pinterest because I want to grab the pin link for my email. So I I do that. Um, And then everything else is scheduled out through Tailwind is dripped out every seven days. So every seven days... Okay, okay, great. So one image... Every seven days. Exactly. And so then I'm pretty simplistic that we just have one image per post right now still, just because we don't have a lot of the bandwidth to add more images. But with the content that I have, and I have 10 boards, I can take that pin and spread it out over 10 weeks mm-hmm. dripping. And I I like that because then I can go back and evaluate in a couple of months to see how it did. And I feel like if I give it a longer space of time, like three months, I'm more apt to get a good holistic picture of it than if I was to evaluate yeah. it like a week later or two weeks later. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Yeah, I like that.
1: But yeah, that's just what I've landed on. It feels pretty good for now. And my traffic <laughs> <I think> hasn't <laughs> dipped. So <laughs> we're both saying it's like, this is what feels right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And again, like you said, you have to go back to your analytics and you have to look and see how it performs. And if the new stuff is being picked up and is it, and we kind of started to notice this actually back in the fall, is that a lot of our newer content, or not newer content, but like we would revive our, we have, you know, what to pin each and every month. And we've had that in the podcast for a couple of years. So we revive it around that time. So we started to notice in Google Analytics, as we started to reshare September content trends for Pinterest, that started showing up in our analytics as pins that were driving traffic. And we were like, Oh, this is very interesting. That makes sense. Yeah, that's something so new was driving traffic so quickly when we had seen something so old, be so high in Google Analytics, you know, like our how to clean up Pinterest boards has been around (laughs) since 2017. And it's still there. But some of the other stuff was popping up, which we were kind of trying to take notice of that to Mm -hmm. say, Oh, this is getting into people's feeds. So I think, you know, they've been messing with this for a while, I think.
0: Oh, totally. And I think we uh, a lot of people figured that out. But I think another part of your like what to pin in March, um, really speaks to that relevance. That Pinterest is interested in as well, so it makes sense that that would pick up right now too. Because they'd be serving that up as uh, like if you if you even probably search for what what should I pin, they're probably going to bring in that that seasonal that that um, relevance monthly topic more than just a general what should I pin, right? Uh, yeah, and I've exactly. noticed that in searches too that it will pull like I, maybe I wouldn't search for a, a year, but it would pull in things that have this year on it.
1: Hmm. And I, I think as we're talking about this, this is a great challenge to our listeners is that it's important to go on to Pinterest and use it like a, a pinner because that will help you understand what people are seeing. If you go in there with the mind of a marketer, you just view it through a different lens. If you go in there as a pinner, all of a sudden, I mean, I was looking for kitchen cabinets and i was like okay dark stained kitchen cabinets dark painted i was trying to decide between the two and i was amazed at even how many videos i was getting up in the home decor space like all that to say you just start to notice what's happening which challenges you to be a better marketer and you're like ooh, this is popping up in my feed let me do this okay that's a tangent let me step back into fresh bins real quick um So this is a follow-up question to that, is the question of how much time between pinning the same uh, pin design, which is quote-unquote new fresh image, um, is there a penalty from Pinterest (laughs) for pinning a second or third time with extended time between pins? (laughs)
0: is that like the same pin to the same board with extended time in between? Is that what it doesn't
1: clarify that? I think what I, the context, so this was in the Facebook group. I pulled it from a thread. I think the context is, and I'm guessing a little bit here. So we have this fresh image and it's, it's brand new right here and we've just pinned it to Pinterest. If I do that a second and a third time with let's say a month between, am I going to be penalized? And that's a little bit to like, when does the fresh pins get old kind of thing? I'm kind of connecting those two dots.
0: Okay, so um, still a little, I mean, we haven't talked about, is it to the same board? If it's to the same board, that might be a little too soon. Um, And I think we need to remember too, that it's not always like Pinterest punishing you. Um, One of the things that Tailwind Smart Guide is designed to do is to help you avoid behaviors that cause other users to flag you. So, and I think it kind of works in well with what you were just saying, is to use Pinterest as a user. Think about your behaviors. Is it completely out of the realm of possibility that you might pin the same dark stained cabinet pin twice in a a span of two or three months? No, probably not. Because you mm-hmm. might forget you pinned it the first time. I know. I'm sure I have. Oh, done I that, do that all anyway. the time. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like I wouldn't make a system of that uh, because any kind of system like that could be seen as spammy and maybe your followers are onto you. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I feel like if you're acting like a regular pinner, you're, you're Okay.
1: Yeah. And I, I agree. And when I say I do that all the time, I, it's more as a pinner. I pin the same things without thinking about them. Yeah. Yeah. But as a marketer piece, I think it's also getting the word, the use of the word penalty is kind of what I'm sticking on here. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to venture to guess here and you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong or just let me go on a rabbit trail. Um, (laughs) I think that a lot of other platforms have been very good at training us as to what penalties are. You know, Facebook has been like, you get a penalty if you use a third-party scheduler. You get a penalty if you don't use Click. You put a YouTube link, you don't get shown. Like, we're kind of trained to avoid all the holes, right? Right. And so we've kind of assumed that a lot with Pinterest, but Pinterest hasn't actually ever said that, right? Like there's been that first click, you know, this year was kind of that first thing we saw them say, like avoid using the word click. In your titles um, only. In your titles, in your, only, in your titles only. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. Which was actually the first time we heard Pinterest be very clear. So mm-hmm. there's these there's these differences, I think, that, you know, even on Google, it says like, Don't keyword stuff your blog posts. Don't try to, you know, do black hat, you know, SEO or any of that. And I just think that Pinterest has it, they, it's just different in the sense that we're kind of looking, what's the penalty? We're kind of asking that question because we've been trained on other platforms to look for that. And Pinterest is going, just don't spam the crap out of your people. (laughs) Like, right. I feel like I mean, it's a lot more
0: subtle on Pinterest and I agree. even said that like it it's more than just how much you're pinning and how often you're repeating. There are a lot of different factors, but that's definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, and, and one of the things that can happen is that you get flagged for spam by other people. So, you know, and that kind of behavior provokes that, but there, there is an awful lot to it that they're they're just not going to tell us everything.
1: No. <laughs> we and I, keep them. <laughs> I'm going to throw you for a, uh-huh. little, a little bit because, okay. you know, that sounds fun to do. Um, okay. And I think a lot of people, there's a lot of um, people who want to be good, great rule followers, right? They wanted to operate in between. And I have seen the marked as spam. Increase over the last month, and we have on our site. What do you do if your your account gets marked as spam? And I see that these people are pinning within the what they're supposed to do. So I guess, like, is there anything you can offer to these people who are getting marked as spam, but they're they're following every single rule to the letter, right? Um, is there is there anything they can do? I feel like sometimes they're emailing Pinterest back for weeks at a time and. A lot of these people are just giving up. So I don't know if there's something in all these changes that there could be accidental stuff. And if you can't answer, it's totally fine because I kind of held your feet to the fire on this one. (laughs) But (laughs) um, is there any comfort, I guess, for those listening who are feeling like I did it all right and I still got marked as spam?
0: Oh man, I I really, it's really sad to hear people say that Um, because yeah, um, they're trying to do the best I can. So uh, I don't really have any, helpful information other than to keep emailing them. Yeah. I mean, and smart guide, smart guide helps, um, right. W- like watches your behavior, make sure it's not giving you like putting you at unnecessary risk. But like, like we said, there are lots of different factors. So, um, I think really taking a hard look at what you're, what you're sharing beyond just your own content. Like, are you checking links to make sure that's not going to spam? Um, Because I cannot tell you how many pins I've seen lately that just go somewhere that, you know, they're stolen images um, or the website is is down. Like, just make sure when you're sharing content that it's what you think it is.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. So a lot of people are doing most of their own content now you know, and they're kind of allowing their other people to repin for them and not doing as much sharing. So I guess for those of you who have been marked as spam, like you're right, just keep emailing. We have a post on our site you can go to with what happens. And, um, you know, right as we're recording, this is the high time. I'm hoping it's the high time. This will, And that when you are listening that this, we're at the low time of this whole quarantine, but it's also, I wonder if it's harder to get a hold of people at Pinterest just because they're not in the office. You know, I wonder if that's an element too, as well.
0: I don't really know, but it seems reasonable.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Elisa, thank you so much for all of your help and answering questions. If people have more questions or anything they need from Tailwind, where can they go to find you or find Tailwind? Yeah. So
0: we have, uh, every other week we have a Facebook live, uh, on, on the topic of Pinterest. So you can definitely join us there. We have, it's great fun, um, with me and Jeff C and then there's a blog.tailwindapp.com where we share all kinds of updated information. You can get on our email list and I am Alisa M Meredith on Twitter. If you just want to talk or yeah, I will see Lisa you in K- loves Twitter, I, <laughs> You know, I do not as much as I used to, but
1: yeah. I feel like it's gaining steam though these days. I'll give it to you. I feel like Twitter's might make a resurgence.
0: That with LinkedIn, yeah. Yeah, yes.
1: they're having a moment. <laughs> <laughs> they are having a moment for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks, Elisa. And we will have all of those links for you in the show notes at simplepinmedia.com slash 190. Feel free to join the Facebook group, simplepinmedia.com slash Facebook. You can tag Elisa there and you can tag me, and we would be happy to answer any follow-up questions you have about <laughs> this post, or you can tag us. We are on Instagram. So you That's can definitely cool. tag um, Tailwind or you can ch- tag Alisa or myself. We with your greatest takeaway from this episode. So thanks again for listening and thank you so much, Elisa, for joining us. Thanks, Kate.